This episode of this podcast is making me thirsty is brought to you by Poppies. Please call one day in advance to order the duck. Welcome to this podcast is making me thirsty. The number one destination for Seinfeld fans. This is episode 81. Today's guest is a stand-up comedian, actor, writer, and artist. She played Jerry's girlfriend, Sandy, in the season six episode of Seinfeld, The Switch. Jan Karam. Thank you for listening. If you dig it, please pass it on. Follow us on Twitter at This Thirsty, Instagram at This Thirsty, the YouTube channel. This podcast is making me thirsty. Email us at this podcast is making me thirsty at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Enjoy. This podcast is making me thirsty. Episode 81. Jan Karam. Welcome to this podcast is making me thirsty the number one destination for Seinfeld fans. This episode 81. Today's guest is a stand-up comedian, actor, writer, and artist. You've seen her on The Late Show with David Letterman, Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, Mad About You, and uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. And of course, she played Jerry's girlfriend, Sandy, in the classic season six episode of Seinfeld, The Switch. Please welcome Jan Karam. Jan, thanks for joining Yay! Hi. There's a little. I feel like I look like I'm in a funeral home. No, not at all. Oh, you it's look great. Very, very bright. Okay, with the driveway, I got concrete to the left of me. Joker. Joker to the, to the right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Grass. Jan's in Arizona. She grew up in Superior, Arizona, of course. Um, yes. So, Jan, this is this is great. We're we're so happy you're here. So, take us back, right? 1995. Yeah um the switch but it, it's well documented you you tried out for seinfeld a few times right so yeah, tell us a, a, little bit about, a little bit about that and then how this role of sandy came about okay let's see well i think i i think i read for the the cashier part i may maybe the cashier and then something else and then i was like oh they just want models and um <laughs> and then wait so the I cashier knew- are you referring to Jerry dated the cashier. Yeah, I think I think I auditioned for that, but it's like I knew Larry and Jerry from stand up, so that every time I went in, you know, they're sitting on the couch, and and it was a casting couch. No, can I mean, am I allowed to make jokes like that? Of course. Let me ask my producer. Well, we've heard some rumors, but go ahead. We're good. Yeah. No. Uh, so, and then I think George Shapiro was there, the manager. And then, oh yeah. Um, the, um, gosh, how could I forget his name? I see. I needed to do my Mark Hirschfeld. Mark Hirschfeld. Yeah. Yeah. Who ended up helping me with my short Castle Rock film under the big moomoo. Okay. He, he was like volunteered. He helped. So, so anyway, then, so it's just awkward because you're, you're trying not to already hard to audition and then um so so on the second time i said i'm never auditioning again or maybe it was the third time i don't know because of course you always say that and then you go into it so it was before cell phone so on the time that i auditioned for the sandy part um 
I then afterwards I said it was I think it was I, I said I'm going to a movie and maybe it was Terminator or something and you I didn't have a cell phone to check so I said because they always say like let it go and don't wait around just do the audition and forget about it because the universe whatever right something about the universe and not about the fact that you're going to get it or not but um so then I um, went to see the movie and when I got out of the movie and it was at the Beverly Center in um, in Los Angeles. And then I was just thinking if, if my phone is up high enough, do I need to raise it? Because then it shows your neck and that's awful. Is this better? Okay. I, you look- notice I like to drag out stories. Okay. No, nah, so keep going. So, Terminator so 2. I was a I don't know if it was one or two, but it was one of those, or maybe it was Rocky. No, this. Um, so then I get out of the movie and have a check my machine, you know, and I'm doing the phone. And because it was a machine, it wasn't a cell phone. Isn't it weird? Because otherwise I would have been buzzed in the sh- in the movie. This way I could just totally let the universe do its thing and let it give me the part. If otherwise, if I had a cell phone, it might not have gotten the part, you know. Because it would have been, I would have been interfering with the, with the flow of the universe, letting it do its magic. So uh, then, so anyway, I checked my my thing. It says, "Hey, you got the part, and you have to be on set at nine a.m." So I was like, "No, oh my god!" That whole they called like at ten, nine or something that night. So I auditioned that day in the evening. I think like six o'clock. Then they called like nine o'clock. That's when I was at the movie. It was a long movie. And then, but, but so I had to get ready to go. So that, so the knowing of Jerry and Larry, you know, take us through and that the as far and the cast. Yeah. But, but I mean, it didn't, it, it no. seems to be like that might, that might help getting you in the door, but you still got to nail the audition. Right. So do you yeah, remember, yeah, um, right. yeah. like the scene, you know, your, your, your character was known for not laughing. Um, yeah. you know, at Jerry's jokes. Is that was that what the audition was? Do you remember? Like that scene, okay. just keeping that yeah. straight face. It was and- that funny. I had to say that's funny. And I was like, <laughs> What's the big deal with this part? That they and they said they couldn't get anybody to say it right, or not, couldn't get anybody, but it was a comedian who would know how to say that's funny. Um, you know, because that's how we always say if somebody says something, a comedian says it and they go, That's funny. Right, you know? and they don't, they don't actually <laughs> laugh, but they just acknowledge yeah, that that's, yeah, that's like a good noted. bit. Yeah. yeah, like, oh, that's funny. So so then, yeah, I think it was after that. I think I might have talked to Larry Charles, or he was one of the producers. Right. Or, and then he might have said, yeah, because they want a comedian. And he, he said it was really good. And I was like, what's the big deal? You know, you just say that's funny. But he said that not everybody was doing it right. That a comedian had to do it, so I was like, "Okay, good." So, and did you uh, did you know the whole script at that point? You just had that scene. Like, did you know the menage a trois yeah, aspect no, and I all that? Or have, I, I don't, I don't think I had the. No, I think I just got my sides, which right. was. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was the that's funny, and then maybe ooh, what a wild idea! There was a that. Um, but I just remember that that's funny stuck out to me because. Yeah, you're. Uh, what's the big deal, huh? Yeah, your delivery on that is just Perfect. like spot on. You guys are at dinner talking about, oh, how do you like the movie? It's like so kind of corny and like, yeah. um, it, so this episode, by the way, was the most watched episode 
of season six, right? 36.6 million viewers. Oh my God. Right. And that and aired January 5th, which again, that's Christmas, New Year's is rare that you're going to get that high ratings, but obviously a big part of that was the, it was the Cosmo episode, right? So it was Kramer's name getting launched. So, uh, how, so how much did you know about that? Cause you know, rumor has it that, in the script, they kind of X'd out his name to keep it secret. Like, they didn't release yeah. that kind of thing. How privy were you to the the name drop of, of Cosmo? You know, I so since I just had the sides, I didn't read the script. When I, I got to the set at 9 o'clock, and then there was trouble with the boyfriend who was already obnoxious, giving me a ride and being jealous of any of my accomplishments. So, Wait, your boyfriend at the time you're yeah, talking about? my boyfriend at the time. Hollywood guy? Yeah, let's hear that story. Do we, we, oh, <laughs> well, it was awful. It was, I was like, oh my God, I got this dream job. And, and, and he was a musician, so he knew like how important it was. Right. But it was, he was always trying, I mean, just not, couldn't build me up. So that was mm. bad. But I think on the way there, um, I said something about the tires low, so you got to check the tire. He goes, "Stop criticizing me," or something. <laughs> and I think he either he got out of the car, and then I had to drive myself there. It was it was something really harrowing, like that, like of all days for you to be, you know. Asshole, and yeah. so, so I didn't I didn't have time. I don't. They didn't. I don't know if they got me the script. If I had time to read it. I can't remember because I didn't know it would be so memorable. I just, I mean, I knew it was one of my dreams to be on Seinfeld, you right. know, one of my goals I wanted. Um, but, but I didn't, I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't think the Cosmo thing. I don't, I, I think I just had time to collect my own thoughts for my scene and figure out honestly well, how I'm going to say that's funny right. since it was so pivotal. Yeah, I mean, for our money, the Cosmo thing was kind of a gimmick. We weren't, you know, we were talking about it before you came on. It wasn't our favorite. Your part was our favorite part of the show, like that story. Yeah. The Cosmo stuff, they built it up, but we weren't even we weren't even thinking what Kramer's name was. It didn't seem like a big yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Time. It wasn't, it wasn't a, and, and everybody seems to like, oh, if I say the switch or I say that's funny, now people more recognize it, but. But it was like I say, oh, the menage a trois episode. And they go, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's 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 the clincher right there. I'm not sure it's pronounced. The menage so when, a trois. When, when Jerry and George are, are kind of talking through that plan, and you're acting it out with the roommate, uh, kind of take us through that scene because that's kind of a fun scene. I don't know if if you know you knew it was going to be like that when you were shooting it. Did you know there was going to be sound and you made those faces like if you want to talk to him that kind of thing? Like maybe just take yeah. us through the you know your thought process in that scene and how that went down. Okay, well, Larry, um, Larry was kind of, was giving direction, and and they had said, and I remember it was like Larry and 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 Jerry and Jason, and they had introduced me to Jason, but, um, and so they said, oh, she's a comedian, really funny. So then he was real nice because you know he was extra, like part of the club kind of a thing of that Jerry and Larry were endor endorsing me. And so they were all kind of watching as I was doing the scene, but Larry explained that it was going to be without sound and that I'm going to do it like, like that. So yes, it was, I was mouthing the words. I wasn't really saying them, you know, if you want, no, it's like, if you want, um, 
to go out with her or something, whatever it was, that's your problem. And I was like, get out. So yeah, I knew that that's the style that it was explained the, to me. The line was, you want to waste your time with that pervert. Oh, that's yeah. your problem. Right. Yeah. Right, you're, right. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Right. Level, yeah. Um, and then they, so, yeah, I'm like busy at work time. Yeah. And, yeah. So yeah, it was, that was really so fun. fun. That was a great part because it yeah, was it like an like old movie or, you know, without sound. Go ahead. That was so well done. Yeah. And Heather Medway played the, um, the roommate with you. I mean, I felt like that you guys had pretty good chemistry, even though it's such a small, small scene, but yeah. So you yeah. mentioned Jason and I know you had a scene early on, um, at the tennis club, right. With, uh, Elaine, yeah. Julie. Um, I don't think that, yeah, I don't think you had anything with Kramer, but yeah. What can you kind of tell us just, again, this was season six. It's on Thursday night. Like I said, 36 million people watching, like give us like just a sense of like what the vibe was on the show. Did you know, I mean, clearly you were a fan of Seinfeld. You tried to get on in the early years, but now it was kind of at another level. Just kind of give us a vibe yeah, of the show. I, at that. I remember the pilot. I actually went to the pilot taping, so it was really fun. But, but yeah, but who knew, right? It was. Wait, how do you? Oh, yeah, what's the story behind that? Going to yeah, the pilot in '89, friendly with Jerry. Yeah. And, yeah. And... Well, uh, yeah, I, I um, somehow. A friend of mine, the executive producer, Jerry Perzigian, and I went with him. I'm not sure if I got the to go or he got him or what, but um, yeah. And I actually met Julia that day that after the taping or during, and she said, oh, I'm a really big fan. Nice to meet you because of my young comedian special was on. So I always remember that. She was real nice. And um, yeah. And, and Jer you know, I saw Jerry and it was just kind of like a pilot. We don't know what we're going to do. And then my friend Jerry had said, because he worked on Golden Girls and, and like Jefferson's, he, he goes way back. And, and he was more like a regular TV sitcom format. And he said, I don't know, because it didn't have these scenes that were they're moving here, they're moving there. And it's not really the, but he, you know, we. Of course, we thought it was great, but it wasn't the usual. Like, how are they going to afford to do this? <laughs> you know? Yeah, at the time, no one, no one knew what it was going to be, obviously. I mean, yeah, and just all the that. different scenes and locations and everything didn't tie up in a nice, tidy bow at the end. Right. So, you know, it sounds like you had a good relationship with Jerry and it sounds like even Larry. So, you know, tell us about, I know you were just, uh, you wrapped up Curb. What can you tell us about that? Anything about uh, your experience there, your sh your episode? Well, maybe, yeah. maybe not specifically about the show. Yeah. If you can't give it away, but just you know, in general, how'd that come up, and then how you know how much fun was oh, that? Oh well, um, okay. So I had actually auditioned for Cheryl, believe the role of Cheryl. Believe oh wow, okay, really? Yeah, and I and and so I did something about what are you gonna do with chicken chicken wings or chicken salad? We were talking about something, and then he said, "I can't, I can't have you be the wife." It was for the pilot. I know you too well, or something, mm. or I know you. I'd feel too uncomfortable uh, improvising or something. But so I don't know. I and I I didn't end up getting it, obviously. <laughs> um. <laughs> And then I had audition. I always wanted to, and I think I auditioned for a couple of parts, but they weren't really, I think one was, what was the one? Um, 
oh, it was the sexual, that wasn't sexual abuse survivor. No, it was a, a girl that was in a battered woman's home. And then the thing about pick up the dog, um, yeah. your dog pooped on our lawn or something. I think it was that one. So, so this one, I didn't even audition. Uh, they just offered it to me and, um, and I'm not sure it's going to, the show was maybe too long. Oh no. <laughs> I don't know if I'm supposed to say it. What episode is that going to be? Eight, eight. Eight, all eight. right. Yeah. But I could maybe come back and tell that story next time. Once it's, once the but show airs, so, you know it. what can you? So it's it's funny. So the switch was you know twenty six years ago. Can you believe? Um, it? Yeah, no. I mean, like I said, the whole cause. I'll, I'll never forget, like live, like the promotion of that. Like that was the hook to get people in. And like I said, but I think I know. So you dealt with Larry then, right? And yeah. now you're dealing with Larry now. Like any similarities, any differences, like based on on all that time that passed, or is it same old Larry? Um, it's, it's, um, no, it's pretty much same old Larry, but he's so busy. In fact, uh, he's always been real nice to me. He, he gave me, when I was doing a fundraiser for my one woman show, the one La Cienega, he sent money and, um, and then he actually, after he left Seinfeld, he got my script, I had a pilot script and a movie that under the big moo moo, he got it to. I don't know his agent or manager or something, but you know, so he was, he was helpful in that way. Then I think it just got, it gets to be too much. One time I called him and he said, uh, he called me back. I think it was 97. That was like right when he left. And he, I still have the message. He says, he left me a voicemail. He goes, this isn't about money. Is it? This better not be about money. Um, because, um, I'm not giving you any money. I mean, call me back, but I'm not giving you any money. I mean, but still call call me back. But he was joking, you know. And it was it's, he'd never given me money, so it wasn't about that. <laughs> but it was pretty funny. I forget what it was about, though. I guess everyone wants something from him. Huh? Yeah, I was going to say he probably gets a lot of uh, a lot of people hitting him up for all different kinds of things. Yeah. Um, I mean, you've had such a such an amazing career, you know, Letterman and and Carson and. You know, Curb and, and Seinfeld. These are these are some you know giants in the industry as far as comedy goes. And you mentioned your um you know your your I don't know, you want to call it a special or one one woman show, but yeah um you know what what is your when you when you're looking back now just a little bit what is your you know most proud uh, moment of all like kind of what you've done with your your career or like what oh. have you been <laughs> what is what, what, what would you want us to say you know you're most proud of um. You guys, I didn't even get your names, which is weird. <laughs> oh, yeah. We should have said the beginning. I'm Tony. <laughs> and that's Chris. Okay. Hi, Tony. I'm Jan. Okay. Um, let me tell you something. Is that that my... Okay. But I'll go back to that. But my friend, okay, he's Bill Burr's. He produces all of Bill Burr's stuff. And so I met with Bill Burr with Mike, his guy, Mike. And we were going to do my podcast that I called in my bed. But this was before COVID. And so they said, they introduced me to Andrew, who was going to help me with it. And then Andrew said, I want to do, I'm a giant Seinfeld fan, and I want to do a Seinfeld podcast with you. And I said, well, I'm not like a collector, you know, like you guys. And 
So we talked about it a lot, a lot, a lot. So I was afraid, like, maybe he's going to do his. But I think, I don't know, he got too busy. And then COVID. And he's really, really sweet. He's so nice. And so I never ended up doing my in my bed, which was going to, I was going to have people over. I was going to even ask Larry, come over to my house or I go to theirs. But it takes place in bed. So everything that you talk about in bed, people that I've never. You did it with Stoller. I did. Yeah, I did the pot. That's and that was like on March 7th, uh, 2020. Right. So before, he, yeah, was, like, and, like, he was on set for your episode as well. At least he was he was on staff. Is that like, is that how you connected with him or you knew him throughout the years as well? No, you know, I know um, Fred from Catch Rising Star, too, from. So I so yeah. when I was at Catch Rising Star, came from Arizona to Chicago to New York. That's when I met Larry David, Jerry Seinfeld, Bill Maher. And Fred Stoller, Gilbert Gottfried, um, Rita Rudner, Carol Lee, for stuff like that. Yeah. So all those people you mentioned, they're writers at heart, right? And you're a comedian, and I feel like you're a writer. Like, did you ever... Yes. Did you ever... Um, I don't know, you, you tried out for Seinfeld a bunch of times, but did you ever, like, try to submit any ideas from a writing... You know, I kind of regret that I didn't do that because... But that's what, because that's what Fred did. And so then Larry put him, or Larry and Jerry put him on staff for a year. But there wasn't anything to do. If you've read Fred's show, the, have you read, I mean, Fred's book about. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he actually did. He didn't have a great he experience, it sounded like. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, so Larry and Jerry did most, like Larry would write all the script, but I think they would just take your ideas. It's not like you were in a writer's room. So since I did, this is what I regret, sort of, in a way, I'm not sure. Um, I wanted to do my own thing, my own voice. And I had that short film under the big moo, which was really ahead of its time. It was a single camera for TV, but then they called it short films, right? For mm. festivals and things like that. But I, I was like, I'm going to do a short, a single camera. It's about a day in a life or a weekend with the mom visiting me. And, and it's slice of lifey and it's nuancy and all that. But then they wanted like friends and multicam and everything. So that kind of just didn't go anywhere. But my vi- my dream was to always do my own thing and develop my own voice and to not get caught up on a show, which was, I don't know if it's dumb in hindsight, because I had an agent and he wanted me to write, write a friend's pilot, a spec script and all that. But I wanted to write my own stuff, which is kind of sad because I don't have the money now. But but I don't know if that would have worked out either. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So Bruce Kirschbaum and Sam Cass wrote this episode, um, and it was a I mean it was a packed episode. Like aside from the switch, there was George's girlfriend vomiting and Elaine and the tennis racket and yeah, and, uh, you're right. Like, did you have any issues as a I don't know, I hate saying this time as a woman at that time with that topic or you're a comedian and you thought it was just funny because you know they mean at that point they had the contest they did the mango you name it so the the topic of menage like were you comfortable with that um yeah i just i i thought it was funny i don't know i didn't think about it should i have thought that's what's wrong with me is like like somebody could be molesting me or something i'm like wait is this wrong? You know, I'm kind of like not, I, I, I'm not like feminist, but also wasn't that meat. I'm not, 
that I'm that vulnerable, but it's it's before me too. And don't you think it's just funny? Should I examine it further and say, should we have done that? I think it was one of the least of those. If you even want to get into that topic with, oh yeah, you know, like it was, it was all, it was all good. It was all in good fun. It was all the guy sensual, really. And Jerry didn't even do it. Jerry couldn't even get himself. Yeah, he said he couldn't do it. He's not an orgy guy. Yeah, exactly. One of the best lines (laughs) of his. Um, Because I and I said, "Ooh, what a wild idea!" Does that mean that girls are loose or women are loose or that or what is it? What what's the downside of it or i'm not sure we should look into it maybe no, no, there but that's downside. a good question yeah no i don't know i was ha- i was so happy to get the part all i know is that my hair looks there was great a problem with my hair though on the show which always happens on the show your hair looked fantastic yeah I thought so well too. finally after well thank you no, but what happened was the, the the assistant person, the hair person, said, um, "She looks a lot like Julia." We because sh- my hair is naturally curly. Yeah, it's kind of it's like Julia, and they said you shouldn't. She kind of looks like Julia. You shouldn't make her hair curly. Uh, she says, "Oh, she looks nothing like Julia." She wasn't very nice. And then I told. What's funny is I told Jerry later. He goes. What's wrong with hair people? He said, we go, we've gone through like eight of them. He goes, they're like wow. hair. They're hard to manage. You can't, they need conditioner. <laughs> so I think they need, but. Well, that's interesting. Um, the hair people, I know. huh? Huh? I said, it's interesting that the hair people was a tough, uh, a tough. Yeah, that was you know, the hard part with the hair. So, so the woman does the curling iron and I go, really, you don't need to do so much curling iron. Then she sprays my hair with that freeze and shine, which is like a big, very popular Paul Mitchell freeze and shine. And I was like, no, it's going to make it frizzy. And I always have trauma about my hair because people that day don't know how to do curly hair so much. So they'll over product it. So then Larry comes in. It's now we're waiting all day for to go. It was like got pushed back from, say, 10 o'clock to now 2 o'clock. And then the hair person was upset because she had to go show a house or something am i supposed to tell these kinds of stories yeah, of course. yeah no uh, we're yeah it's fine it's great we love behind the i don't know like what you're supposed to keep secret oh you're i thought you meant for us for, for you i mean you didn't sign any ndas did you it just sounds like a story about uh a behind the scenes uh yeah well it was true it was like true everyone else everyone was so nice and it was so great and jerry and larry couldn't have been more welcoming and so then I guess they realized that I, it my then they, on top of it, they pull my hair back with curly. So it's exactly how Julia wears her hair. So then next thing I know, they go, Jan, you're on the set. And I'm getting ready to do the Sandy, uh, the Sandy, the typewriter scene. <laughs> Hold on. I'm putting my, my glasses down. So I'm getting ready to do the typewriter scene. And um, so Larry comes in, he goes, oh yeah, she does kind of look like Julia. And then he goes, fix her hair. Do you need to change her hair so it's not like Julia? And then then she got all nervous. And I was looking at the, the assistant like we, we've been telling her all day. And um, and then she goes, well, she, then now she goes, like what? Like what? And then um, she says, so she then she takes the, she says, how about like this? And then she does my hair like that. And then Larry says, 
Well, there are other hairstyles that don't look like Julia that are attractive. And then (laughs) I know because it was like, what do you, she was trying to cover real quick. Right. right? right. So then she, and, and, um, and what's her name? The Medboy. What's her name? Heather Medway. Heather Heather Medway. Yeah. Um, she was there and she was watching and watching it all. And the, the, so then Larry left and then she goes, come here. And I sit down in the chair and she takes like one of those bristle brushes, the plastic kind. And she just rips through my hair. And Heather said, I could hear your hair breaking. And she like took out all the breeze and shine and um, all the curls. So, you know, so it was like glued to glued. So she just took the brush real quick and then it came out how it did, which you didn't need to go through all that just to get that effect, which was very stressful. Sounds it. Yeah. Especially if you're about to go on. Right. It sounds like it. Wasn't yeah. They were waiting between. for me. The guy comes back in. Are you ready now? We're waiting. And then by the time I went out, so I was really hairy internally for that scene. So maybe it helped me. I mean, Jan, <laughs> what, what a stressful week. The the boyfriend kicking you out of kicking out of the car. Yeah, <laughs> so this episode airs. January 5th, 1995, 36.6 million people watch it. Like, I didn't even know that. Oh, my God. Did it like, well, no, you had to know because there had to be some sort of impact. Obviously, like, did did it change? Did people come up to you and, you know, no. ask crazy things and say, oh, what a wild idea, make you say things like that? or No, it's so weird because until recently, everybody, no, because, you know, there wasn't social media, right? So it was like you saw it or you didn't. Or people would later say, oh, I saw your Seinfeld episode. And even now people say, I saw your Seinfeld episode. But if not, but before I would have to say, they go, which one were you on? I don't know. You were on Seinfeld? Which one? Uh, I said, the switch. No, it doesn't register. Uh, that's when they said Cosmo's first name. No. I go, well, Jerry. And then I finally say, uh, Jerry wants to have a menage a trois. Oh, yeah, that was great. The orgy. Yeah. So. <laughs> It's like, okay, then that's how they remember it. But oh, now, yeah. since people, since it's out there so much, people know Sandy, the switch, or they don't know Sandy, but they love the menage a trois episode. It's really what they should have called it. Nobody really kind of remembers the Kramer's last name, like you said. Well, what's funny is um, the original name was supposed to be called the Bulimic. So they actually, like, oh. the, George, the George stuff, and then I, they wanted to keep the Kramer name like secret so i think that's why they went with the switch but um like i said like we said earlier the switch to us was probably the best storyline of the yeah episode. jerry and george in the diner going oh, over I know. it that the story kind with of you like, acting it out yeah that film noir kind of look right yes. yeah yeah with the music in the mm-hmm. background and yeah Jen, it was great. you yeah. look you look exactly the same as you did 26 years ago it's unbelievable oh my god thank you so anyway <laughs> Yeah, so like, just take like going back, take us back twenty six years. Like, when you're on this, like, were you and Jerry and Larry getting lunch because you knew them, or did you befriend any of the uh, kind of the new like Wayne Knight or Kramer's? No. Like, no, just a little bit of the set, like kind of that week. Oh, I think it was just wasn't it just I think it was just done in one day, so that so it wasn't. I you filmed that in one day. Yes, I think so. Did I go? Let's see. Because we did the Sandy scene, change, diner. Maybe it was two days. It was two days. 
right? Was there, I was there, any, was there anything, uh, maybe in the my act cats. out stuff? <laughs> yeah. <you> st- <laughs> was there anything in like the act out stuff or maybe just in general where, you know, that yeah. you, you either ad libbed or they got cut or that, you know, acting that stuff out was anything you remember that didn't, you know, that you were having to do. No, it was kind of pretty kind of much storytelling. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I don't, I like with Curb, we did a lot of back and forth, you know, right. and, and then, um, and exploring the topic, um, of, but so then that's like, oh, what's, what are they going to end up using? Cause right. we, I, wasn't it Joanne that was a guest? And then she said that, oh no, she did curb. She was talking about curb. How it ended up just being a couple lines or something, not just, but yeah. Remember I mean, jo- never, yeah. Joanne, what's her name? I forget names. Prisipa, you guys had her on. Lisa. Oh, Pe- oh, Lisa Pesha. Yeah, Lisa Pesha. Yeah. Yeah, Lisa Pesha. Yeah, he was yeah. telling me that story because we did that. We did that Hollywood. Um, yeah. The Hollywood. Oh, the show. women in the women in, in Seinfeld, right? Yeah, it was really fun, but it was bizarre because it was the, a little. First time kind of out with COVID and people didn't show up. And there was a lot of chatter about Thirsty on that thing or what you guys, between you guys? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, she told us all. She says, hey, if you guys get a, um, a, approached about it, it's great. I had a lot of fun. Do the show. Because we okay, had a, a text going. So then I said, oh, okay. Well, no, but before that, I was. Right. I was just on the fence about our other, you know. Ones. Right. Did did you um during that you know just go back to the show a little bit just uh, did you know uh, did you shoot your act outs uh, in front of the audience or was that done like but uh, you know what I'm oh. saying when Jerry and George were talking over your your stuff oh. was, was your stuff like taped and shown to the yeah. audience and how does that work with a that live audience pre, that was pre taped that's okay. right that's how it went so I think it was on a did we go on a Tuesday and then the audience is thursday or friday i'm not i'm not sure but that was pre-taped because then they're going to show that had to be edited to explain it you know yes what's interesting you only had four lines but your performance was just so much more than that um and what's funny is i like was there any discussion to bring you back for the finale like because i know larry they I don't because think so. they, they, they looked at Jerry and then doing like crazy things and probably asking for Minaj probably could have. Oh yeah. That would have been a good idea. The finale, but. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> I wasn't. Oh, in terms of like going to lunch or things like that. No, because I think they're pretty busy working on things. And so, and then it was so hectic with the schedule being pushed back and then you're waiting around and then my hair. So it wasn't in, it wasn't like, ah, ha ha. But I do remember, um, oh, at the restaurant scene, Jerry and I were chatting and, and, um, so just, you know, having a, it was fun. Like it seemed very relaxed and fun. It wasn't stressful. And that's when I told him about the hair thing. <laughs> I think it was the next day. Yeah. Was it the next day? Gosh, I can't remember. I need mean, see, cause we don't, you know why we don't have a cell phone to document everything. So good. Kind of just like, it happened and I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, you should be you should be very proud. I mean, the most one of the top watched episodes of all time. Obviously, clearly season six. So, tell us a little wow, bit about what you. That. Yeah, tell us about what you're doing now. I mean, it oh, must be, well, wait, I, I one more thing your, about it. Um, 
one one other thing is it was voted number one um, girlfriend episode uh, by Up Rocks magazine. Uh, a very scientific look at Jerry's girlfriend, something like that. I think we um this Thursday ranks you top five girlfriends of Jerry, hands down. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow, that's okay. Who's the number one? Well, there's, no there's, there's, there's no particular no order. Order. It's just the top five. Oh. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't get it. What? It means it means you're all winners. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, Listen, he, you guys just became fans or you've been Well, we're we're watching? we were fans when it aired live. I mean, we were we were a little bit younger, but we were still uh, you know, that was our yeah. prime age. We started watching back in, you know, 89, 90 and uh Okay. Okay. Yeah, so we've been a, we've been fans all the way through, but you know we're fair. We analyze every we've we've analyzed every show, and we're we're fair to the uh, we're we're partial to the basically Larry David years. You know, two through yeah. five and six and seven. You obviously. could tell the difference when it um when he left, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there was a, we we kind of break it down as three different changes. I mean, when Sharon's and Larry Charles left after season five, there was sort of a switch. Yeah. And then Larry David left after season seven. There was another switch that was even more obvious. Oh, how funny! Um, okay. Yeah. So. But yeah, you were you were you were in that gap year that was still strong, obviously. Um, yeah. With season six, so um, it wasn't that notable of a missing of a beat. And obviously, that episode was just iconic. So. Like, Andy Ackerman yeah. as your Andy Ackerman was your director, right? Yes, and he was really great. He was so nice, and it was. It was a really pleasant and fun experience, and and um, you know I felt like I was with comedians, and it was the only problem was with the hair. <laughs> <laughs> so, Janet, tell us tell us what you're up to now. I I, I watched your reclining nude on La Cienega. Cienega, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean it must have been really like cathartic. And you talk to your parents, your family in a funny way, but um, yeah, maybe touch on that a little bit. Let's see. Uh, well, George Slaughter saw me do it. I'd just been working on it. What happened was, I think, like in 91. Was it then? No, 97. See, that's, I, I just wanted to do more than what I could do with stand-up. And that's when I wrote. I mean, I had done Under the Big Moon movie. So the next thing was to do the combined. I painted at home and then I do stand up so how do i combine the two so that you could then tell go into a story storytelling deeper and still be funny but how just be able to kind of delve into it more than like the comedy clubs so then i just kind of started working on it and dabbling and it wasn't until every time i put it up it was expensive so it wasn't until then george slaughter i put it up for six weeks at the lillian theater and george slaughter came and he created laughing and then he said, let's do it. But then so in 2015, uh, he he shot it at the Greenway Theater, uh, Greenway Court Theater. And then um, then I, ha I so I have it. I just put it on YouTube, but but I don't have able to get it on to Netflix or something like that. So I'd like to. But it was very cathartic. Yes, because I yeah. that's what one of the things that I wanted to do was tell a story it's not stand up. It's a one person show beginning, middle end. And then they end up doing stand up specials like that now. So I'm, saying, many, I uh, I'm ahead of my time. 
You're, what? How many white teddy bears did you have? Because you, you. Oh know. yeah, I know. Well, I have. <laughs> if you want one, I have. I yeah, I saved uh, them. Let's see. I think at first I was using rags. So the show just went through a lot of different incarnations and developing it to where it finally made sense and gelled. But it took a lot of time, a lot of thought, a lot of money, a lot of productions and everything. Yeah. Well, listen. And George Slaughter helped a lot. For sure. You're you're ahead of your time and you're No, one of the, no, I'm not. I no, no, listen. You're no. you're one of the you're one of the gems in Hollywood. So we just want to <laughs> okay. thank you for uh Thank you for everything. Thank you for making us laugh on Seinfeld, and we appreciate you coming on the show. Oh, thanks. There's one more thing that I just wanted to say is that I made out of my handprint, you know, because I do the, the handprint. Yeah, the paint. Yeah, show it. I wanted to ask you about yeah, that. Yeah, show it, baby. You just back <laughs> it up and show it. Um, I have a book school. So from, the, so from COVID, um, so anyway, I had the handprint, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool because it's like germs and stuff. Oh. It's straight. And then, so I made these wash your hands signs. And I thought, oh, these would be great in schools and hospitals and stuff. Wash your hands with this colorful handprint. So I'm working on that. So, and I'll send you guys one. Where do you guys live? Oh, very cool. Oh, there you go. New Jersey. Oh, you're in Jersey. Very Uh, cool. Can you see that? So, So, yeah, so I'm doing that. I mean, they're like, well, Jen, well, hey, you send us that. We'll send you one of these mugs. Yeah, give me a mug. Okay, and then I have one, some for little kids. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'll send you guys some. <laughs> and then, um, oh, wait, you were one question I need to answer that Tony asked. Yeah. Go back. And then you guys have to go. No, okay. okay. What, what was it? You I asked me what was the. What was the bet out of all the things that I did? And yes. I looked back. What, yeah. But you know, all of them, because all of everything that I've done, I wanted to do. Okay. So like I got on the young comedian special and that's like a miracle. I don't even know how that happened, except I was working with Dennis Miller. He recommended me. I had to showcase at the improv in Santa Monica. And so I got that. And then um, I wanted the tonight show. I wanted Letterman and I wanted Seinfeld and I wanted Curb. Like all there, it's not like I said, I really want to be on Friends. Like all the ones that I, I wanted to do the one woman show and um, and I wanted to make my short film. The problem is I need to aim higher <laughs> instead of just being creative dreams. You know what I mean? Like, oh, okay, maybe I should have written on a show. That's all I'm saying. I'm thinking well, you hit the mark on all of those. I think those are some great ones to, to shoot for, and you nailed them all. Yeah. yeah Jen, who, who wants to be on Friends? Give me a break. But how um, I know, but I, I don't know why I keep bringing up Friends, but okay. So, And you're also tight with Dana Carvey, right? Why oh, you, yeah. I tour with – I opened for him. And his why don't we get some going with him? Yeah. Well, he's always doing something. I was going to – I was in a couple things, but I was on a pilot. I read the pilot. Um, and I remember the first impressions. I was in the pilot of that. Oh yeah, that yeah. So and I'm happy so, to I mean, go so many on things. Yeah, tour it's with him. There's so many things that just never they don't make it for any other. You don't know why they're not. You know, like there's so many pilots, so many things that that just why something hits and why something doesn't hit. You never know. You know. Yeah, you and that's keep... why I think you got to put your heart or your your focus on what you're attention on your passion what really drives you as opposed to like we were just talking about going back and 
should I have written on a show or a spec script or something, but that wasn't calling to me. So then what, yeah. did, I don't know. There's still not a guarantee, right? Right. I mean, exactly. I know people you that might as well do, do what you want. You might as well do it. Yeah. You Which is what you guys are doing, right? That's <laughs> right. We, you guys are right doing it. We do. <laughs> and Jan, uh, for the record, we're all pulling for Arizona State here because uh, we love Herm Edwards, all right? Oh, okay. Okay. So let's hope that happens. And, <laughs> and what about the Dodgers? You're just kidding? Are you really? No, no, no he's guys. not kidding. He's a huge, Dodgers, Edwards, Dodgers, he's a huge Herm Edwards fan. Oh, okay. And the, and the Dodgers too, right? Sure. If you're rooting when for them, Mattingly was, when Mattingly was 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 managing them, no, I'm just kidding. We're still we're still rooting for the Dodgers. Oh, okay, you're not. You're okay. That's going to be on right now. Oh, we're missing the game. I know. So we'll we'll okay. let you we'll let you go. But uh, this was great, Jen. Thanks Thank so you, much. Jen. Thank you so much, Tony and Chris. Thank you. It was really fun. Awesome. I enjoyed Take it. Care. Okay. Thank you. Take Bye -bye. care. Have a good Bye. Day. Bye. Chowder, as they say. Chowder. <laughs>